We've been having like technical difficulties, like severe to the point that, yeah, like Akim, yeah, Akim was about to flip the entire table. Why you gotta Do tell it? me? I'm over here trying to be calm, cool, and collected. Why you tell it? Mm -hmm. No, y'all already. No, but he was, but but clearly Akima is calm, cool, and collected because no because no table was flipped. This is true. That it's the one y'all don't see. That's the one I flipped. Right. I don't know. Um, Carl and I are in a holy platonic brother sister style business relationship and he breaks up with me like every time we do anything so anytime we do it he's like mm-hmm 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 we don't have to do this again it's me Yes, okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the birthday broadcast. I am your co-host, Akima, aka Mama B Brown. And I am here with my brother from another mother, my partner in crime, the March hair to my mad hatter, the one who is the random to all of my ratchet. I try. Carl. I try. I do try. <laughs> he was like, I just, I'm, I'm just, just here. here. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just here. So, um, yes, I'm excited because we are here for yet another installment of the birthday broadcast with our beloved Dr. Tasha, who is going to give us all of the drive-by therapy in just a little bit. Man, listen, I am so excited to be able to do this. I know... All I have to say is I really believe that something great is going to happen today because of how much we had to go through just to get it to happen. Amen for that. The technical difficulties and everything that came up. So we do apologize for those. And for those of you who are listening in on the replay, we will, you know, make sure that you guys are able to engage at another time. But yeah, yeah. So it, it's beautiful because one of the things that we talk about on the show and many of you may or may not know, we rebranded from the Spellhouse Happy Hour to the WeIO talk show. And the purpose of that was because we really wanted to focus in on like this input output and what it is that we offer and how we really engage in the world, right? And we wanted to make that even more of a highlight. Like after last year's birthday broadcast, we were like, oh man, we want to go deep. And we decided to go ahead and do that. And that was part of the rebrand. And so this year I'm like, okay, we didn't spent the whole year focusing in and getting deep. So this year for the birthday broadcast, it's, it's like level 2.0. So this is, this is the birthday broadcast 2.0. So I'm really excited. I'm probably going to be really random and really ratchet today. So y'all just work with me because it's my birthday. So I get passes. And Carl told me on my birthday, I could do whatever I want. So y'all already know that means just I'm already extra. It's just going to be extra, extra. Mackenzie, don't chime in there because I just said I wasn't extra, but yeah, I know it. I just don't let y'all say it. So uh, <laughs> I'm self-aware. I'm self-aware somewhat. And that's a good thing, right? That's a good thing. See, Dr. Tasha said that's a good thing. <laughs> so without further ado, 
we are going to bring on Dr. Tasha. And I do want to say we did have, again, some technical difficulties. So we're going to be working through how we bring on our guests and um, just ask that you guys bear with us. You know, we're going to make it do what it do. This is, this is what it is. So yes, Dr. Tasha, are you on? Because we can't hear you. Oh, okay. Yes. I was just quiet. No. So I want to know, do you have the um, questions? So no one sent in questions, but we had some questions. And then I was actually going to take a step because Carl did it last year, so I got to be fair. Carl put himself out there last year, and oh. he asked a question. So this year, to be fair, I said next year I was going to do it, and then I thought we weren't going to do the show. But um, <laughs> I said next year. So this year, I have a question about my own self and my relationship. So we have a couple questions to start with. And then, Carl, if you have some two you want to jump in with, and then I will end on... Um, you can you can put me in the hot seat. Ooh. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. I am Thank more than um, happy and excited to do this. If it's with five folks or 500 folks, um, it'll be just as special. And yes, you are right. Somebody will get some healing at some point in this hour. So happy birthday yes. to you. I'm so excited for it. Like, I'll, and you know, we love you. So this is just. I love y'all. Come best. do your thing. Come do your thing. So, okay. One of the biggest things that we talked about throughout the show is what is the foundation to a healthy relationship? From your perspective, Doc, like what are the top maybe three things that someone trying to create a foundation for a healthy relationship? They want to work on themselves to get ready. What are three things they can maybe do? Okay. Well, the best lovers are those that are attentive. So number one, that would be to be attentive. The only way to be attentive is to be selfless, meaning that you're not self-absorbed. So it doesn't matter what you're liking in the moment or what you're needing in the moment. It's what they are needing, whoever your spouse or partner is um, that you're pursuing. So number one, I would say attentive. Uh, hmm. I would like to say number two is like honesty, but I would rather say forthcoming because honesty for a lot of folks has like levels not really in my real life because it's just 100% trust or zero. But I do know that people have to build upon their own, um, what they're going to share. And the first month, I'm only going to tell them this. And the first year, they can't know everything. But by the third year, da, 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 da. Some people do that. And that comes from sometimes some unresolved stuff in their childhood where um, they really, truly do not trust for good reasons. Or maybe in adulthood that somebody betrayed them when they gave it all. So now they have to do it differently. So I can't say it's the wrong way to build, but I do know that I would say being more, being forthcoming um, or uh, sharing when, when something comes up, uh, that would be number two. Number three, okay, so a lot of people don't like this number. I mean, this this one right here. And this also goes into folks that are wanting something long-term. You could call it marriage. You could call it lifelong partners or commitment. But it would be forgiveness. Um, if you don't know how to forgive, then you ain't going to be, you. it's just not, it's just not going to be a good look. You know what I mean? So your level of intimacy is going to get to about a 87.3. You know, when you get that B plus, but you're like, really? yeah that's your number because you did well but you got the b plus you didn't get the a minus um and that would be if you don't know how to forgive then you will truly 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 never hit that place of what i think is like so beautiful and pure between a relationship um what a couple can feel in a relationship so yeah i would say those three attentive being attentive um being forthcoming 
and uh, being forgiving. Yeah, that last one. Oh yeah, I, oh. I got, I got, I've gotten better. I've gotten a lot better. <laughs> now, now why, why is that a problem? Why is it not natural for you to be this way? Uh, oh, because that's a that's a learned behavior in my family for sure. Like grudges, that's a thing. That that's oh, very yeah. much a thing. So I grew up with the understanding that that's just the normal thing you do. And I had to learn, you know, it's not. For, li for life? Some of them, yeah. Some of them did. Okay, I get it. Yeah. And those that have held a grudge against you for life, how do you feel about that? Um, Once upon a time, it was a, you know, it was heavy. Because it's like, well, you have all of these questions. But then I think something happens when you get to a certain level of beginning to really understand human nature and understanding people and understanding that's not even some, most of the things that people are giving to you and that are coming at you aren't even about you. Oh, yes. That's a good and one. So, yeah. So it's like, once you get to that place, you're like, oh, okay. And then it makes it easier for you to forgive because you're not like, but I'm, I'm trying to, how do we, because I always say forgiveness doesn't always mean reconciliation is next. No, 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 never. I would agree with that. You know, and so I, but but for me, that's what I thought. I thought for, for years that forgiveness meant you're going to, like, we're trying to get to a space where we're reconciling. And okay. then when I began to understand, oh, this is not about me, I may never get that reconciliation, but I forgive you. And then I move on with my life. So <laughs> it's like that, that's where I can be now. But once upon a time, girl, ooh, uh-uh, forgive, what now? But once you get good at it, it's like a muscle to me. Like you can actually yes. be stronger in how you forgive. And I'm talking to you and like, I've been in recovery in terms of uh, forgiveness or grudge holding for about three, four years. And now that I'm on this side of marriage, um, I can actually say, I don't think, and now I understand why I didn't get married till I was 40 years old because I was a grudge holder. And that's, it's just not a good look because every day you almost have to forgive your spouse or partner um and so congratulations by the way oh yeah thank you I wasn't trying to drop that but truly like I have said we've been we've been married for a month and a half and I have apologized probably three times and and I did it quickly and so that's what's cool we learned that in our three years of dating but I'm like oh shoot like you can just be like oh I'm sorry babe I didn't really realize mean that and then it's over when you get another yes. person we don't hold a grudge See? and that's the cool thing about the long-term part but I, it took me three years to get here. So I'm not, act, I don't want to act brand new. It, I'm still in recovery. Um, I feel it, you. I, yeah. Now here's, now here's the flip side of that though. And this is the question I guess that I would have, which is, um, cause this is something I had to, I had to go through. This was part of my process where, because I realized I was such a grudge holder, I went to the complete opposite end of the pendulum, the spectrum of just not having any real boundaries and kind of letting everything slide. Oh, so well, what you would you say? Oh, okay, that's a good one. But, so yeah, so that's my question. So how then do you work through, you know, cause being attentive and being forthcoming takes, both of them take a certain level of accessibility and vulnerability. And so I wonder, you know, in terms of forgiveness, cause you want to forgive, how do you ensure that what your your forgiveness levels are you're not just tolerating mess let's let's just let's just go there like how do you so the truth how do is we set healthy boundaries around forgiveness 
I would agree that it is there is a place that you don't want to go completely up to the other side because um, then you're the doormat and that's not a good look either. Okay, so what my first thought was that with whom you are wanting to forgive or needing forgiveness from, that we need to first establish like, do they have my best interest at heart? And because if the answer to that is no, then you really are kind of like, climbing uphill all the time there's no moment of coasting so do this does this person have my best interest at heart okay now that we get to that place is what they did do i truly feel that they're remorseful you see how there's a level there and then yes. when they're remorseful and i'm sure carl could appreciate this because this is the coolest thing about men is that they like to fix things i think it's a, a great thing that they're that way um and that is is there change is there some type of change in behavior so yes you are apologetic. Yes, I'm going to forgive you, but like, are you really still going to ignore me when you're mad at me? Are you still going to like walk out the door when we're in an argument? And if that's the case, then we got a problem. But if you like get to the door, cause that's your natural self. And then you're like, let me go back in here. That right there, that's some sexy stuff right there. And y'all know what I'm talking about when it comes to relationships. This could even be with your mama. You see what I'm saying? Where there really is like, there's normally we're going to ignore each other and go to the refrigerator and back. And then there's that moment that you're like, good morning. And you're like, oh, shoot, did I see the sun? Did, are the pigs flying? Because at some point, it's just, it's, it has to be, um, you have to be sick and tired of what has been happening so that you could change the behavior. So yeah, those three, I would say, have to go together. You got to see remorse. You got to see change of behavior. And you have to know that your, your, your best interest is at heart um, in the person's, in, in the person's um, action. Yes. See, you're saying that things, Carl. I could tell you wanted to say something. Of course I did. Of course I did. Because what you, because what Dr. Dasha like what you just got into that is something that is within, like that's deep. That's deeply part of my family dynamic, which is once you run into the issue, you start to, or once you once you run into to the problem, you start to okay. Well, how do we solve this? Do you solve it immediately? Not right. necessarily, but you still just go through it. Now within a relationship, see, this is when those learned behaviors really get triggered because I'm like, I thought that we just, it's not, do I expect the immediate change? No, but it's when it starts to, I'm like, okay, I'm, I get everyone goes at, at their speed, but it's when, I, but it's when you start to look for like our, is this starting, to, are you, are we starting to get into a better place? Are we starting to change? Or is this something that is beyond me and yeah. it's within you? And then what does that mean for us? That, what that tells me is that you're identifying the pattern and like, are we trying to actually create a new pattern or are we going to continue this toxic pattern that ain't got us nowhere up until, up until this point? And so the best thing is when both parties want to change the pattern, right? But even when one, I have to say this, even when one person wants to change, this really does work. The other person could start to even check themselves and say, oh, wow, they're not reacting to me the same way that they used to. Let me check myself. So that actually can happen. Some people think that like we both have to be on the same kind of change trajectory, but really it could be like, you can actually, I think, of, I think the best thing in life is to enter a relationship and this could be romantic or in a family where like the other person looks in the mirror because ain't nothing tainted about you. Like the other person looks in the mirror, like they're, they're pointing this finger and then you're like, you're right. And they don't, they don't know what to do with that. 
you're, you're like, you know, I, I was wrong. They're like, what? You're usually defensive and now you're open? Yeah, because I'm trying to change on this side. Hopefully we can both get there. If not, I'm really going to leave your ass. You see what I'm saying? Like at some point, and that's your brother, that's your cousin. Like I'm really on my way somewhere. And I hope you can join me because I really, really like you. Um, however, you may be the on the way up. You may be my man or my, my woman or my family member as I go. And then you'll just be taking notes. At some point, you just can't always teach the class. I really believe that. You can't always, that actually becomes tiring. That you're, you become exhausted when you want it more than they do. That's, oh, disgusting. You are speaking my language right oh. now. Like I'm sitting here, you have no idea. Like I, I'm, I'm flustered and at a loss for words because like you just spoke my whole spirit. Like the way you just spoke, literally my whole spirit, because that's, that's a conversation I'm always having, which is you can't want it more for them than they want it for themselves. And the best thing that I can do is be the best me. And I have this, I have this saying, I say, okay, if I I love to give myself like little mythical, uh, uh, you know, I love, so it's like a dragon or a phoenix or whatever it is. But if in this particular instance in relationships, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be a phoenix. I'm gonna burn bright. That's what I'm gonna do. That's just my job. That's all I'm gonna do. But either he's gonna be like gold Mm. and that's gonna purify us and bring us that much closer because the things that don't work will burn away or he's gonna be wood. And eventually, okay, well, that was nice. We gotta go because, and it's not because I, somehow like I didn't try to repress my nature I didn't try I'm being the best version of myself that's not me being you know arrogant or harmful or whatever that's me being the best version of myself and sometimes people like you said they can't meet you there so it's like look either you're gonna follow me as I'm trying to be better or leave I gotta go because I'm I'm not going to there's a beautiful meme that I absolutely love it's a little comic strip and it's this little black girl and she's sitting on top of this really high block and this brother comes up and he's like I really like you she's like I like you too and he's like well come down here she's like no yeah and that's it <laughs> that's me that's, that's like <laughs> you come oh. up here like you come up here like if you can't beat me up that's here then this me. is but that even that there's like so much there, just the idea of boxes on top of each other that we really are standing on the things that we've overcome. And so sometimes when folks are just have their two boxes, they haven't overcome much. So they're still making excuses and they're still mad at somebody. But those boxes really are your building blocks. I love that analogy. That was good. Yeah, that's- a lot about that. See, see like Akima, see, you really just spoke to something like that. That has kept me out of some really wild situations like it's more of just from like let's say from because the Kima had and I had we've had this year-long conversation she knows my business so she knows exactly what I'm talking about okay okay when something comes up I'm like the like the radar meeting like okay what's going on here so that when so in my 20s that kept me single not either good or bad they just I'm like Mm-mm. right not that also when so whenever I hear so when I'm in a situation so when the relationship that I'm building now there's a lot of stuff that I'm like huh yeah because there's 
so much that I'm now learning. I'm like, the analytical aspect of me, of my, which is always forward facing. The analytical aspect of me is like, wait, you went through what and why? In the back of my head, I don't say this outwardly, but I'm just like, you could have just walked away or you could have just like, but then she tells me, I'm like, okay. So that aspect, that forward facing, okay, let's solve this. That forward facing, let me be open because this is about communication. Absolutely. Is also where I'm like, oh, I was too forthright. Okay. I, how do I say certain things because they're not going to be received as if I'm talking to my brother who is worse than me talking to my sister who is also worse than me because she's because she has a dancer background so y'all know how catty that they can be oh. <laughs> but what it's telling me is that you're um you're also learning a lot about yourself as you're learning about, about her but what's interesting about this is some people get into relationships and do you like you in a relationship that's the question so sometimes things come out in you in a relationship and you're like i don't even like what this person brings out in me right or man, they really teach me about myself when I thought I was hot stuff and I'm over here like kind of lukewarm. You know what I mean? And that's actually hot. I like being with that one. I'm like, what? You trying to sharpen me over here? Come on now. Please sharpen me. You see what I'm saying? Okay, Angela with her hat. I love her. She is everything in the sunroom. Yes, Angela. Like for, for like two, this is my little office, right? For like two hours, I've got these big old windows, windows, the window on top of the big window. These are those big windows are everything. I'm sorry. I'm loving those windows. We love it. We love that. The natural light. The light. Oh my God. I'm, my house sits, you know, east, east, west. So I get all this amazing light. But for, for an hour and a half, like I try to have my um, admin not schedule any Zooms between this time because I, I got to do this. Now, but, but can you tell me why you did shake your head if you do if you do not mind sharing when you were like no, yes, no when you were saying talking about sharpening so um I'm I guess I'm the old head in terms of age and in terms of relationships too um we're we're twenty five well, it'll be twenty I'm I'm so bad if my birthday wasn't on Christmas I would I, I just am bad about that. But we're either 24, I think we're 24 years this year. Okay, okay. Married. We are 30 years this year together. And even that is questionable because the first two years, I didn't even realize we were supposed to be, you know. It's okay. Together. You're looking a whole 37 years old right now. So I'm trying to figure out if you got married at uh, nine or 12. I, I am 54 years old. I don't know. Bananas, come on now, black people. You know they say about black don't cry. I know they do. But um, yeah, no, I get it. Bugs my daughter. It drives her nuts because we'll be at the at the coffee place and you know the little young bros trying to push up, and she be doing this. She be like, <laughs> but anyway. Um, so so with the hubs, so we we dated I, on Facebook on social media. I call them the hubs or the overseer. Mm -hmm. So we dated for uh, a girl Carl likes that you like the overseer Carl. No, you, you don't like that. Okay. He's like, well, I, the only reason why I call him the overseer is because, and this is 
fairly maybe last five years, I have um, several, I have systemic lupus and, and several other really not so great. Oh, yes, he's orchestrating things. So, and I'm, I'm notorious for, you know, I'm gonna make it do what it do. I am forever stealing keys and going and doing what I need to do when I'm supposed Rebellious. to be. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, that's, you are. That's what we know. I stay in trouble. I stay in trouble. So the overseer is because he's constantly trying to trying to hem a sister up and hold it down and be like, babe, where, you know, like, babe, where that other key that I hid? Did you find it? Like, so I, I stay in trouble. So I call is he him because he's always trying to, you know. Oh, Carol wants to know is he a Leo? Yes. Yes, August 19th. Wow. I knew it. I knew yeah. it. I knew it's part of the pride. I knew he was part of the pride. <laughs> When's your birthday? The, August 13th. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. There Cleo he is. Carl over here. Miss Cleo he is, Carl over here. He's okay. a true Leo. He is everything that they say Leos are. That is him. Lord Jesus. Well, he I'm, does sharpen you and you can't appreciate it. That's the point. I get that's it. That's the point. Because I'm a December Capricorn and we we definitely, you know, we 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 ebb and flow. There, there are, there are, you know, we'll we'll hit our stride where it's like all we gotta do is look at each other. Like mm -hmm. then there are days when there are time, then we'll hit a phase where we're struggling. It's like, wait a minute. I feel like I heard you say A, B, and C. No, nope, what I was saying was, okay, but that's not, so we're, one of the things that I love about our relationship is, like, like you said, doctor, we, we sharpen each other. He's, you know, in all his Leoness <laughs> and all of my anal retentive Capricorn things need to be, you know, uh, um, structured and you know, we definitely balance each other out. I love what he brings out in me. Um, when we were dating, there was, you know, I was like, yeah, nah, he's just going to be something to do. Yes. Kind of fun. Mm -hmm. You know, because that's kind of why the, the, our, our, the number of years don't quite match. Because I was like, well, I was, I was on the yard hollering over, you know. But um, somebody's wife to be, you ain't even know it. Well, so you bring up where the Leo, this is where the, this is where that, that whole Leo thing, he knew. And he just never went, he would just never, it didn't matter what I did, didn't matter what I said. He was this, you know, this, you're, you're what I want. So. But you did bring up something, Angela, I want to touch on for anybody that's listening. Um, so there's something very interesting about a long-term relationship, right? So a lot of times we talk about if this comes up, then go. So what, what happens once you're in it and we got to figure it out? And so I would actually say there are moments, and I love how you said there are moments where somehow we miss it. And I have learned that sometimes when I tell some of my patients on the couch, I want to ask you to like, if you're in the midst of that conflict, kind of that window of missing each other, ask yourself to change your ears for your husband or change your ears for your wife or change your eyes for your husband or change your eyes for your wife. Now, let me tell you why. So sometimes once we are wrong, that we only see them through these eyes. So this could be after infidelity. It's like, oh, you're just com completely always accusing because of the way you see them. But if you are staying and choosing to stay, you're going to want to figure out if that's to the Lord or to the tree, you better pray to something. But the point is, you got to ask 
ask God to like change your eyes for what you what used to make you upset and to almost like give you this like clean slate which is totally possible if you're choosing to stay you're gonna have to get to that place of clean slate let's start over and it could actually be better there are a lot of folks that after um affairs i'm not being funny their relationship became more intimate because they started talking about the very things that were the core of why they even stepped out men and women hello women cheat more yeah, than my men. cousin my cousin she cheated and it was just it was all bad for a minute and 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 leaving wasn't an option in that moment right right so 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 for a while they were living apart but but them living apart gave them the distance that they needed to get some perspective right and, and then me and a few other people around them could see that they really needed to be together yeah. and, and that second chance around Yep. Oh, and for her to really look at why she cheated in the first place, um, but they are just their their relationship goals. They just, no, it's better. It's better. It can get better. Same for your ears, like you said. Sometimes my husband will say something, and I don't hear him in the right in the same way he's trying to present it, or vice versa. So you got to change your ears. So instead of being defensive, like literally, sometimes we hear things and we're like, "What you mean?" That's literally what we start with. What you mean? And I and I used to, I remember when I used to I watched my mother and my father. My mom would talk to everybody in the world and say, "Huh? What do you need?" Da, da, da. And then my dad would call her from in the house from upstairs and she'd be like, "What? Just already salty. You don't even know what he wants, but somehow somebody calls you outside the house. Hello, why are we always giving everybody outside the house um more of us than what's on the inside when really we need to preserve the goodness for those that love us?" on these, this side of the closed door. That's a whole nother conversation though. But I remember that my dad would just call, just call her. She wouldn't know what he needed. And it was already like, what, what? Just the ugly face and all that because you're already salty. So you're gonna have to change your ear for the very person that has either wronged you or how you see them, change your eyes. Hopefully that makes sense, but it's a very figurative, but it's real. A couple of things, uh, Angela, so my, so my <laughs> oh you're muted she said my morehouse brother i think uh oh just kidding go ahead carl i got all these different monitors on yeah. what's what's up my what's up my leo brother so what's really funny about that is that again you see my girlfriend her birthday is the 24th of december okay how we how we met was basically something very similar to you and the man who became your husband. Uh -huh. He had no idea. He was just like, oh, this is going to be fun. I was in a different mindset. And then gradually she's like, she's now, she's like, how did I end up in a relationship? I was just like, I was just, I just exist. Leo yeah. just exists. That's all we do. He he was he was supposed to be the rock. My Spelman sister is the reason why we're even together. My 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 Abby Hall sis. Hey, That's Abby, Abby is all. Yeah, come on, Abby. Come, yeah, Abby. Yeah. Abby. 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 Yes. We were we we were at the we were at Fat Tuesdays at the Underground. And I just sold my car to pay Spelman because my scholarship money hadn't come yet. Mm. and we yeah salty so after i paid all that money to ship it from california but that's another story okay it's okay it's okay i'm okay we made I'm it through we made it through right <laughs> we're on the other end now we are but it's yeah my, you was supposed to be my ride home you're supposed to be our ride home that did, 
you know, and so yes, but the just, rest is history. <laughs> and an amazing history at that. We have one of the best relationships. We've been through some things, not infidelity, but we've, you know, been through some things. And, yeah. you know, particularly around my health. And sickness mm-hmm. and, and unemployment and affairs are usually the top three when folks are saying unemployment, death, death, sorry. You know, fin- death, financial, financial drama. Death. Um, um uh yeah but um you know so so we've been yeah unemployment financial drama significant mm-hmm. health drama i was given 18 to 24 months to live twice um i it went to my brain i lost my memory did not know him or our daughter um and he was right there right there you know and i still hell he was like why 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 could that have not come back <laughs> But yeah, so we've been through some things. And so we've had to learn all over again, really. And, and, and he, what he said, and he's very quiet. He's not a man of many words, but when he speaks, it's very profound. Um, and, and he's cool till he's not. So I don't know if that's a Leo thing either, Carl, but he's, he's cool till he's not. He can go from zero to 5,000. Because Akima, Akima has known me, so he's like, you're basically <laughs> describing me. Ah, I was like, yeah, that's yep. that is so weird. Not, yep. I, okay, so we we don't have too much longer left. So I'm gonna. Is there do another it. question or anybody that wants to raise one? Or so okay? that's what I was gonna say. So I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask if any of our guests have a question, and then I'm gonna put myself on the hot seat. So does anyone? Have a question? Anybody got a question? Just say no, so we can put so we can put a chemo on. He's it. ready. He's like, he's like, I can't oh, wait. Let's like, go, birthday in. girl. Oh Lord! All right, here we go. <clears throat> so having a conversation now. A lot of my friends are therapists, which I think, or or miss their callings as well. So I think this is how most of our conversations end up going in these directions, right? Having a really casual conversation last night and we were talking about you know um relationships and ideals and beliefs and most people who know me know that I ascribe to unconventional non-traditional you know family structures social structures things like that I am relatively a free spirit like for instance today is black fay day and when we are done here i'm going to a virtual black fay day festival which is like basically black fairies black fairy people so i'm all about that about that life told y'all mythical mystical about it however what we found last night was that every partner i have ever had is pretty much the opposite of that and is very much the reason that things don't come together is usually because they are really trying to check off some boxes like and quick fast but i have a question is what you're sharing before you go to the if you haven't asked the question already is it almost feels like you're saying i'm this way like as if you have to prove that something's wrong with that like, no not so much that the question because the, the question is about to be what is it that i'm like how am i attracting that from well, this I, that's what I'm that's what I'm getting at. I really feel like are you watering down all of this you, creative you, or like whenever you're meeting someone? Like do you not at all. Are you <laughs> even in relationships? Even in relationships. And I think, and that's and I don't know if so here's my theory. 
and and this is why I kind of want to like, all right, I'll open it up and let's do it. My theory is that that's the thing that draws them. Like, oh my God, like, you know, the, the outside the box thinking and the, you know, the things that I'm into and just, it's like, oh my God, like it's, it's a draw, but then the double-edged sword, they want to change it once they're with, like, then it's like, well, that's maybe not so much of that. Do you go with who chooses you or do you actually do the choosing also? Like sometimes people go with what they're always, what they're attracting, but that doesn't really mean you ever choose anybody. You're just going with what's attracting. That is a, that is a great question. So I think lately, um, so the last three relationships, I chose two and I was chosen once. Before then, I would absolutely say I went with whatever was like, whatever chose me. So the two that you chose back, I guess we could use that that language for a second. Mm-hmm. Why did those not work if you really did the choosing and meaning that is your discernment off? What do you think? You know what? Okay, so as we're having this conversation, I'm hearing some stuff. I'm, I'm realizing some things. What I chose, I chose because of, you know, where we were and then also what was possible. But I don't ascribe to the idea of getting so attached to potential I feel like if you get too attached to potential to the point where you disregard reality, it's fantasy. That's not. So that makes sense. That's fair um, and mature. Uh, but I wonder if that's, I love how you said that. I, If I think about it, I am attracted to where I am with them and where they are with you. But then what about where you're going? Like, have you ever thought about choosing somebody by where you're going? Not just where I thought that's what I did. And then I didn't. So I was like, huh. Um, But let me tell you the best way to find that out when it comes to men, to me, of what I've learned, um, even in the men's group that I run down here in Miami. um, One of the things is that the best thing you could ever hear from how a man is talking to you is by listening to his actions. So one of the best things that my little brother said before he got married to his first wife was that he said, um, Tasha, you you do pick good guys, but you need to start listening to what they do. And that changed my ear for when I'm listening to what they are saying. If it doesn't align with what they're doing, then really that's the potential part that you were talking about that you don't align with. But I bet you that you must have been believing something about what they were saying versus what they were doing. Or you may have not even stayed that long. Yeah, and I was going to say it might have even been the latter. So I I got a bunch of sayings. I got mantras. They help. Um, But because I, what I have learned, what I learned early in life was actions speak louder than words, but patterns speak louder than actions. And so what I try to do is give people the opportunity to demonstrate the pattern. So their actions would temporarily align but the pattern of actually being able to sustain that is where I would be like. Now, are you watching <laughs> the pattern verbally or non-verbally? Non-verbally. I'm looking at what, what, how are they behaving over time? And it was like, there is a huge inconsistency here. This is not going to work. So it's not going to work. What if, what if you were more verbal? Because that would then tell me, because see, I think it's a cool thing. This is the double-edged sword of men who do one task very well at a time is that sometimes they need instructions. You know, if, if anybody has a son, it's like, did you take out the trash? Okay, and then now that you've taken out the trash, can you now uh, yes. <laughs> vacuum the stairs? Right. And then now that you've vacuumed the stairs, now we can talk about, 
these toys that need to be picked up. But the idea is that I would say, and this is not a shot at men, is that like, it's possible that you are assuming that he could see that you were either upset or frustrated. But if you did not verbalize it and give some specific instructions of, I like this when you, or I have found when you do this, I'm frustrated. Then like that, that literally is like, it's like, it's not even in the room. If you're not saying it, I actually think it's a blessing to actually learn how to be verbal and instruct in a, like an instructional way. Yes. Not in so like let me ask. So let me ask a sub question to that because those are not the areas where I think um, things kind of came undone. So the, the, the verbal part, the communication part was wonderful. And, you know, it's like they, they could do that thing, but at what point, at what point is it you're literally just continuously feeding them what you want versus there's a level of them that desires that? Because I'm not even just talking about emotional fulfillment. I'm talking about building a life, like things like that, where it's like, because I want to travel. I want to do stuff. I'm, you know, again, I, I have like, to me, I'm already doing things. And if being with a partner means that, those things don't get better in some way or get like things have to now go away. Um, What do you do first? Answer this question. This might help what you're trying to get at is, do you try to figure out if they fit into your life or if you fit into their life when you meet someone? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't think I've ever actually cognizantly thought about it. I think I just, I'm having fun until something kind of right so that's what i was thinking about so you just said see i like to travel so you got all these eyes right and anybody in these long-term relationships it ain't about the eye it's about the we but the 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 eye of i like this so it is fine to find and you're right i love when you use the word fascinated and they're really into me because they're they're into your eye but are you really actually into his he or his or his they or his like are you are, are you actually seeing yourself as like I get that he wants to be all this for me, but like, huh, I wonder what he requires of me to be with him because that's what's sexy. You know what I mean? Like you want to level up to be with him, but if it's just kind of like this comfortable ass conversation because he's just making sure that you're happy, that gets lame real quick. Right. (laughs) Anybody that has ADD when it comes to relationships, you get bored super fast because you're only making sure that the person fits in your life. That's a really quick, like you can find that out in the first two weeks of match.com or black people meet. Right. That, don't take, that doesn't take long to see. Do I even fit in his life to even make me want to like him? Okay. That doesn't That's, so then this is my, this is, I think my last question on that then. Do you have tips for women like me who might, we might get to a, a decent place, but kind of assessing that in a way so it's because for me what and I'm gonna be honest I and I think and Carl and I have actually had this conversation about my brain and my thoughts and like just some of the stuff that I'm like I want to do people are like what the hell is even is that <laughs> right <laughs> Carl is over there making it like what what even is that that's a thing what do, where does that come from so for me then to find a partner to whom I'm leveling up I'm like I really don't even know where that got, like where do you find such a man like where so did you, you like, where does one even? to make it it's, it sounds complicated even though i know 
like for instance, if you're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, all you need to do is find someone that's supportive of that. So you're thinking of it as this big, the, what kind of traits mm. needs to be, but like, can he be supportive of all your puffs that you're cuckoo about? You know what I mean? Okay. Can you see him? Do you remember how Angela said earlier? Can you see him as someone that actually wants to maybe structure you because he sees that you're always kind of ADD in a, in a, uh oh, Dr. Kimmy's crying, crying oh, and she, laughing. No, she's no. laughing. She's laughing. Oh, that's laughing. Okay, got right. it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm, my my inner clinical. I was laughing about the cuckoo for cocoa puffs um, comments. That's all. Oh, because she is right. But you got to find somebody that can orchestrate her puffs, and that doesn't mean being less of you, which is a blessing that you said you're not watered. But then there's something about him that's just like I don't know what it is. But I actually listen to this one. That's your answer. Well, then that's not know. fair. Well, now that's I gotta go call somebody. That's not fair. Okay, I, I'm. I, that's fine. What? Call somebody what? Oh, did she get offended by cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? What just happened? Huh? Did you get what offended? Happened? Did you get offended? Huh? No, 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 no. Meaning that, that there's, there's, there's one that I listen to. And he know, he go mute yourself, Carl. Nobody talking to you no oh, more. Oh, but if the one that you're listening to cannot be your romantic selection, then that literally is your assessment. That's all I'm saying. I used to say that I know I'm in, a, in the presence of an alpha male because I get giggly. I become all girly and like ladylike. When really, when some brothers I'm around, I'm, I'm wearing the pants, the overalls and the corduroys. But there's sometimes there's, I'm in the presence of a, a brother, 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 then I'm over here just trying to put on my little leggings and my little skirt and I'm up, there's something about his presence. So that's right. how I assess that. So I would like you to assess, how do I fit in their life, one? Two, huh, is it possible that I would listen to him when he speaks? Or I don't, I find myself wanting to know more because I value his opinion. That's, that, that type of stuff, that doesn't take long. Then you don't have to stay in these relationships too long that you fascinating folks like you on the production side. You are not doing a show for nobody. Right. Why you're so damn tired, you know? Because right. you're entertaining. That gets real, like that, that, that gets tired real quick. That's that's okay. a, and it's a conversation I've had recently. Like this is not performative. Like I'm okay. I'm not here to, you know what I mean. That's that's well, not I what it's about. Like, yeah. You know also, Dr. Doctor, okay. Go ahead. Also, Dr. Doctor, we have. I'm sorry, but we have a uh, Dr. Kemi raises her has raised her hand and she's been quiet this, this entire time. So let's give her the, the, the floor. Dr. And, Kemi, go ahead. And, and Kemi is just fine. Kemi is just fine. But Dr. Tasha, I, the whole time you were talking, I wanted to jump up. I, well, I was kind of like clapping in the ba background and saying, yes, 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 everything that you said. Because I didn't get married until I was almost 32. Mm -hmm. And for all of the reasons that my sister Akima stated was, do, how do I fit in? How do, how do we mesh together? There are certain things that I would like to be able to do with a partner. How do you complement that? Because I literally, and, I, and as a Nigerian woman, it's mm -hmm. unusual for you to declare at the age of 30, first of all, you're single at the age of 30, what's wrong with you? That's number one. Right. And then number two, for you to declare, listen, I'm not getting married until I find somebody who does not subtract from my happiness. Because the one thing I knew I had to work on was my happiness. I needed to be happy by myself. So that whoever that person is who eventually comes along complements my happiness. Because to be honest, it's it's hard for you to be looking for somebody who's gonna make you happy. That's not their job. Your job is to make you happy and then find somebody to complement your happiness. 
And that's who I found in my husband. I met him on a trip, by the way. Hey, because she I, was going somewhere. And just, and listen. She was where she and, was going. Look at listen. that. Literally, where she was going. He was where she was Right. Going. And like my sister, uh, my sister Angela Ross said, he knew when he met me on that trip that he that I was going to be his wife. I just, I was just like, listen, I met you in England. I don't live in England. So I'm just going to have me a good old time. And we going to, he's going to be deuces. Six I months love later, that. we were married. I want to share that with um, Akima also. My husband said the same thing. He said he knew on our first date, which is crazy. We played tennis, went swimming, went to church, and then we got, got drinks. It was a long day. But he loved how I went to go like die for the ball while playing tennis. Like, oh shoot, she goes hard. That was literally his first attraction to me. It wasn't my mm -hmm. nose, my lips, my hips, or my dick. Mm -mm, mm -mm, it was literally mm -mm. because he wanted to be with a woman that goes hard. That was, it took three years to get to the actual proposal, but he didn't know. And it was literally because of what I was. Like you said, he has to be attracted mm -hmm. to that. But then the- Mine the proposed within three months. He, he, I had a proposal in three months. And we were married three months after that. We've been married almost, it will be 17 years marriage where next month we'll be married 17 years. And when I say we've been through some things, oh yeah, the finances, the health, we, we went through infertility together. All so, that. And yeah, there yeah. are days when I side I am like, why, why, why? Right, and then there's that forgiveness. I can't stand <laughs> you, but I don't want to live without you. I can't. Stand exactly. You. For real, sis. <laughs> so you you spoke to me, you spoke to my soul, and I'm so glad I got invited, and I'm so glad that I'm on this oh, call today. Sister, Thank y'all. Dr. Kimmy. But if I could jump in, I'm happy to have you and say, are you real clear about what matters to you? What what are absolute non-negotiables? And then something else that Dr. Tasha said, I am cuckoo for all types of cocoa puffs. And what works for us is he supports that wholeheartedly. He may not understand it. He may not, he may not understand it. He may not like it. He may yeah, not yeah. Want, want to even be in the like, same. How much it's going to cost? Like, you know what I mean? That's the first question. Not if we're going to do it, just how much it's going to cost. Well, we got a budget. Well, we got to move around. Exactly. Cause he doesn't even, he doesn't question it. It's okay. You and the fairies and, and, and okay. So, Right. What days are the festivals? Do you require my presence? Um, yeah. if you don't can, you know what time you need me to get you there? What time you need me? One week or two? Like, like you don't know. Wings? Do I need to pack you a lunch? Like yeah. what? Like, like I ain't in the black fairies, but I'm in the youth. You in what? the. I ain't So, which flavor? When I go to the store, what do I need to do? And, and, and a big part of why, you know, he's like that is because I was clear about my non-negotiables. I didn't realize that at the time. I think yeah. part of it is just because that's just who I, I think it's the, the Capricorn in me. Yeah, verbalize but, it. But, but I'm really cl clear and I always have been. And he appreciates that. And, and just like you said, Dr. Tasha, that, you know, on the first date, what he was attracted to was the fact that you were, were going hard. We're, we're tennis people here in the house too. Oh yeah, I literally go for it. And I wasn't even trying to show off. I just wanted to, I wanted to win. But that's you, that's who you are. My and whole that life. is what he saw, I guess, first and picked up on and was like, I need some of that in my life. Let me see where that's gonna take us or, or take me. And I think, I think having internal clarity, even when we think we have it, 
I think is important and, and being clear about what really matters to you and, and having these kind of conversations to sort of help um, define how to define what matters. Yes. Yes. That makes I agree sense. with that completely. I am a divorcee. So one of the, the things in that process for me in relearning myself and you said a, you, you, you said it like there's this idea of what your partner is supposed to look like what the love of your life is supposed to come to you like what they're supposed to look like when they propose what they, like what is it all going to mean how does it come you have your idea of a package and all these different things and just be open to the fact that it might not be that at all like it it, it may not be anything remotely close to it so I think something that I'm, I'm just kind of sitting over here mulling over is like, my wonderment now is since then, do I stay long enough to see what I need, what I really need to see to get the answers that I need? Like, that's a question I'm asking myself right now. Like, oh, was that, was that really long enough? Cause you know. I, I, I have thoughts about that. I mean, I, I get what you're saying in terms of, you know, are you, you know, did you give it enough? You know, were you, were you fair? Were you fair in, in trying to see what this thing is about? Um, one of the things that I've learned from, from my beloved Leo, <laughs> um, you know, because that, you know, what you're saying, that's very much me. Let me, well, no, 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 no. We know, let me, let me see, let me see. And, you know, I, I believe in that, but at the same time, to me, that is you essentially turning off your God-given instinct. That's how it feels, which is why I think I'm usually like, all right, I've seen enough. Like, I, I do try to listen to my gut and listen to my intuition and say, you know, where am I with that? I've changed, which were the very things that you had a problem with. And then you can't deny that like, oh, wow, he's coming all the way correct. A year later, six months later, five years later, it's like, I hope you're still single because I've done the work. So- you can, it can never go wrong if that person is for you. I, I actually believe that. So it'll, that bus will come back around, even if you missed it the first time. Well, I'm an example of that. You know, I, there, there were some little ticky things that I was like, bruh, I ain't even trying to like, yeah. like life too short. I ain't even trying. And this is before I got <laughs> sick. When we, like when we were dating and even the first two years, I was like, bruh, look, I'm Catholic. We can get this bitch a no. How about that? Right. But he just wouldn't go away. He just hung around. And that is essentially what, what Dr. Tasha is talking about. Like he came back around and was like, okay, let me show you what I got then. Since you're not sure, let me show you what I got. Since that's what you need or require or, or are yeah. unsure, let me address that. So I, Dr. I'm, my, my monitor, all of you guys are over here, but I got to look here. So I'm looking at but, I have to go. Y'all are gonna hate me. I have a two thirty, but um, I no, you. that's what I was gonna say. I was like, I know we we had a we're over time. Oh, it's huh? okay. I love you, but I but I can go. You can keep talking. I don't know what you have to. Uh, no, no, no. We were we were wrapping up the show. So what I what I I wanted to thank you. I feel like I got a lot of clarity. I'm I don't I'm presuming everybody else feels the same. There's been a whole lot of resonance across the board. But I know um I thank you for being um candid and gentle with me at the same time while I was on the hot seat. I appreciate it. Uh, and for coming to the show today and being patient with us despite all of our technical difficulties. 
Um, but like I said, I think that this show was absolutely supposed to happen just because of how much trouble we had getting it going. So seriously, technical difficulties, just doing whatever it wants. Right, Alexis just <laughs> turned on. Um, so I just wanted to tell you, thank you for that. And we appreciate you. And then Carl, if you had any last words and we'll go ahead and show this out. Who you fan, who you see? Who you gang, who you real? Fuck them all, fuck them all, that my top. That my crew, that my clip. That my fan, that my sin. And with that, <laughs> we bid you all adieu. We tell you thank you. We love you. Thank you all for sharing my birthday with me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you.